2016. That was the night that um, changed everything for me. It definitely was a night that I'll, I'll never forget. It was one. To, it was definitely one to remember for sure. That was the day that Tequila became somebody different when she met Jamal. And that was the night Jamal did things that he was completely out of his comfort zone and, and met Tequila. And this is the story of our love. Our love, the uncut version from where we were to where we are but we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to take it back to the beginning that night I decided to go out by myself I was given free tickets to the concert that happens well that was the only time it had happened that I can remember in Madison um, but I got free tickets from someone Anthony and Angela, because I didn't really feel like going to a concert by myself. You know, it's kind of lame. But I got dressed up and went anyway. It's funny that, again, the reason that everything that, that happened between us was so weird, so different, so new, was because at the same time that you were deciding on if you were going or not, I had been adamant about not going at all. My buddy, um, Harry, was like begging me for weeks to come, to come, to come. But I've never been a person that goes to concerts because of the age from when concerts were popular. There was a lot of uh, violence in the Midwest at concerts, and I just had no desire to go to any of them. And so he was working the, the concert, had, you know, backstage access and everything. He literally talked me into going about an hour before the show and that's funny because i'm always late but i was early to that one got in line early got to my seat early and who else he's standing in line right next to me darren Otis. black people don't sit in their assigned seats so of course i'm in a concert in a whole different seat than i'm supposed to be in up in the front because ain't nobody in a concert nobody really knows about it apparently so I'm all up front sitting next to them and who walks by me so the way I remember it was I was I think I was headed to get a drink and I saw you but it looked like you, you just had this look in your eye that you were itching to get out the door to leave you knew you had free tickets or whatever the case was, but you had no desire to stay. It looked like you were ready to run. And I was just like, dang, where you, where you going? You're not staying for the concert? And just like that, I kept walking to go grab my drink. Until later on. But before we dive into that, I did have some icebreaker questions that I wanted to ask you. Lord. Just to uh, just to break the ice, just to you know to loosen everything up to get this love flowing again or whatever the case is. But I think it's something that um just take it back to the to the old days. Um since we're going back to the beginning of us, why not be go go back to the beginning of us individually? Okay. So one of the first questions I had was as a kid, what was your favorite cartoon? That would have to be Tom and Jerry. 
Yeah, Tom and Jerry. I also was a fan of like Woody Woodpecker and the old Looney Tunes, but most of those kind of things. Okay. Yeah. What about you? So at, at that time, my favorite cartoon was probably, you, you touched on it, was Woody Woodpecker, but then also Popeye. Popeye the Sailor Man had you wanting to eat spinach for no reason at all. Besides, you thought you was going to be strong be able to whoop the world. Yeah, that was the only reason I picked greens, because I thought it was spinach and I was going to grow. But, I mean, well, that ain't worked on no level. I can't whoop the world, but I ate enough spinach where I thought I could. And, and, and I knew I was going to grow up to have me my own olive oil, which... Seems like I found her anyways, but, oh you know, that's, that's here or there for now. All right, second question. What was your favorite candy as a kid? Um, any kind of candy. Kind of like the little candy store so I can get my money and get my penny candy. I'm surprised I didn't have a ton of cavities or I even had teeth because I would <laughs> eat a crap ton of candy. Um... Candy bars, hard candy, soft candy, it didn't matter. If it was sweet, I'd rather eat it than regular food. Okay, okay. What about you? Oh, man, my favorite candy as a kid probably came down to one of two or just both of them together because I ate them enough. Um, Chocolate-covered raisins, so the raisinets um, were huge, but then also Butterfingers, too. And, you know, looking back, I find it super funny because back in the day, Butterfinger had, you know, the commercials with Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. and Bart Simpson. And then and they, threw a, they threw a different curveball than what they do now is, remember when Bart Simpson was black and some of them had dreads and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so Bart was super cool. Um, but then, you know, the chocolate covered raisins, remember the raisinettes or the raisins when they did their little cover songs of i heard yes. it through the grapevine uh-huh. yeah so you know i guess my candy choice was for the culture yeah so you thought she was smooth and you was a badass little kid i, I wouldn't go that far but you know sounds you know, like you as an adult i don't i'm not gonna go that far neither but um all right question number three what was your favorite neighborhood game as a kid I mean, I played double dutch. I did softball with the boys. I climbed trees. I rode bikes. Hopscotch. I don't know if I had a favorite. I just like being outside equally as much as being in. So, I mean, I have no problem getting outside. I'm like these new age babies. Don't want to move out from the couch. Yeah, these new age kids are uh, electronic junkies. So, I don't know what what all they're addicted to it's not even just the electronic but it's the social i don't know social aspect that comes with it whether it be tiktok snapchat facebook instagram they they go crazy for it and don't want to do nothing and that ain't even including the video games right fortnite 2k madden whatever they can get their hands on that's going to allow them to play something okay so what about yours Besides basketball, because we all know that. Man, no. Basketball wasn't even my favorite neighborhood game. My favorite neighborhood game was either Ding Dong Ditch or Red Light, Green Light. For some reason, in the neighborhood, we we would have 
like a 20 30 person red light green light game and it would just be cracking everybody would be having fun playing on the same little side street and we would all hate for that car to come down the street where we had to stop our game and move to the side while they drove by and they would always drive slow like come on man just be through get through get get past get up get on so we can keep going with our game he was a little badass black bart simpson wasn't you no yes you were. <laughs> i don't know why you keep saying that because i could see it but anyway so back to the concert right so I'm sitting there vibing. I look over and somebody up at the front with all the ladies screaming because genuine humping a towel on the stage. And somebody up there recording with his phone, all the ladies around him because he's right up at the stage. And I look, just happened to look at him the moment he's looking at me. And this Negro motioned for me to come over. And I'm like, go ahead. Who are you talking to? And before I can stop myself, my dumb ass, my legs walking towards <laughs> stage. <laughs> to so, this dude. <laughs> so I don't quite remember it that way. Because uh -huh. I, one, I was not at the stage. I was back sitting a row in front of Dear and Otis, just chilling, vibing though. Because right I was a section back from the stage. But I'm vibing to the music because, you know, when you, you were uh, an 80s baby, when you was really into music, genuine was the man so you know i'm vibing i'm singing all his songs pony uh differences all of them all the cuts was coming on and i'm just sitting there vibing or whatever all the women slow wind and no no it wasn't nobody near me because i was clearly i was over there by <laughs> I mean, myself i wasn't paying no attention so i kind of looked to the left and i see uh see this little, little little pretty little situation you know what i'm saying so i um i look over and i'm recording my recording the, the concert and singing the song at the same time. And I look over to the left. Something totally out of my character. She looked at me at the same time looking at her. And with with no confidence whatsoever, I motioned for her to come over. And much to my surprise, her ass is walking over. <laughs> <laughs> and so immediately I have to act like I am confident that she coming over and trying and figure out what I'm going to do, say, or whatever the case is. So I'm just like, whew, deep breath, let's get it cracking. She come over, I'm still singing songs, and next thing you know, she's kind of vibing with me. We singing the songs together, and we go through the whole concert singing the songs of Genuine and Joe. And again, like I said, to my surprise, she came over, and we just got the vibe instantly. Very instantly. Uh, so much so, Dara must have noticed it. Because she was asking, you know, well, what you doing? And what you doing? And she's single. He's single. Why don't y'all grab a drink with us? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go home. Oh, this is this is whack. I ain't going to be going out by myself. I don't even know this dude. I ain't going to be played tonight. This ain't happening. Well, because I came to the to the to the little concert solo you know i'm out there just enjoying myself and and vibing to the music and and when they got to talking about going to grab drinks i'm like yeah cool let's go down to the spot and grab a drink or whatnot and just um chop it up because i mean the the the, the vibe that we had from the music that that was our era was so crazy that i'm just like man this little little lady got something going so I'm going to uh, see if she'll meet me down there for a drink. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going. Why don't you come down too? 
So we walk outside, we um, exchange pleasantries, and we decide that we're going to meet down there. But before I could leave to go down there, when I first walked into the concert, there was a woman that stopped me and got to talking to me and was like, hey, you know, we should hang out. Da, 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 da. Mind you, I've never met this lady day in my life beforehand. So when she started saying that, um, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Um, going to go in and enjoy this concert. So as I leave after talking to her, to Tequila, about, you know, meeting down for a drink, she stops me walking outside of the um, concert before I head down to the um, bar to grab a drink. And was like, hey, you know, the concert was cool. You know, you're the first person that I met from here. I just moved here from, I think she said Minnesota. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, you know, Madison got a few little spots, you know, you can check out and enjoy yourself or whatever the case is. She was like, well, what you doing tonight? I'm like, well, I've got a couple of friends. I'm going to go down and meet at, at the bar to grab a drink. She's like, cool. I'm going to come through too. I'm like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, so you know i so of course based on this conversation i end up making it down to the bar a little late and uh from what I, i've learned later tequila was about to leave yeah because um again me being on time i'm trying to get up out of there real quick so i'm like a super introvert so i'm like soon as i'm like okay fine i'll meet him i'm looking for the quickest exit out to get to the parking ramp so i can get in my car and beat all of these people and all of this traffic so i'm out of there i'm rushing i'm in my car and park somewhere else and walk to the bar so i'm there super early i need a little bit of courage just a little bit so i order a long island i was like you know don't be shy on drink and our bartender was like shit okay little sister and that motherfucker was strong. Um, I finished real quick and I couldn't get up. I don't know how long I sat there. But I was like, let me start a little margarita. Got a little one. Still sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling a little fucked up. I should probably leave. Tried to get up, walk out. On my way out the dough. Literally, who's walking in the dough? Mr. Jamal. Where you going? No, no, stay. Just a little while long. We'll just have one drink. So I try and talk talk her back into the into the bar to have a drink with me to, you know, to politic a little bit and, and get to know each other a little bit. Um, so we I grab her a drink, grab myself a drink, and then we go and sit down in a little lounge area and me, her, and then our two mutual friends all sitting at the little booth, having drinks, conversating. I'm asking her questions. She asked me questions. We're trying to get to know each other. Everything is super, super cool. I'm like super excited and, and everything is going uh, better than I could have expected. But then out the blue, the woman that I told to come, you know, that she could come down and to the bar that we were going to, because one, again, I didn't think nothing of it. Uh, she come, she show up and I, <laughs> Otis caught this so quick. Because I'm like, man, you know, she staring kind of hard and trying to make her way over, like crawling over people to come and talk to me and come right, try and sit in these VIP, this VIP booth. I have no idea how we got in because we just walked in the bar like we own the place, this little lounge, and just took this table over like we just 
we stars. And they was cool with it. But okay. That's a whole nother thing. Which, again, we're at this little, you know, little lounge area, little VIP section. And all of a sudden, she come down and she coming and talking. I don't I, Tequila disappeared for a minute. Like, she must have went and grabbed a drink or went to the bathroom. And this woman... And this woman is is coming and talking to me and trying to chop it up with me. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm glad you made it down. Go ahead. Have yourself a drink. Enjoy the ambiance because it was a nice little atmosphere. But thinking to myself, just go about your business because, you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to move in a certain kind of way with this this little situation I got going. The situation. (laughs) (laughs) She was, you know, she was looking good tonight. I was trying to, um, you know spark her interest mm-hmm. see if i can make her smile laugh um wink something I, I didn't care i just wanted to see that she was interested in 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 me um and so i again i i could some my oldest picked up on it that i was like trying to get rid of her or avoid her but as tequila's coming back from wherever the hell she went i was wrong he uh he he maneuvered this woman out the way and out the bar in like a 30 second sweep which uh, i i don't know if tequila knew what was going on at the time like we talked about this later and she had no clue and i'm like whoo thank jesus because i don't know what was going on but it, it just the situation didn't look good mind you me and her me and tequila were not on a date we hadn't met each other prior to that night which we'll go into a little deep, more detail about that. But oh, it was just interesting that, that it just looked super bad. But I was just like, whew, real, thank you. Gave him that, that nod, that that uh, male-to-male, black male-to-male um, nonverbal communication, and we knew exactly what it was. <laughs> and we, we we ended up, you know, moving from that forward with that. And just we just, we literally closed the bar that night. We just sat there mm-hmm. talking. Oh, you skipping drinking. a very important part. Uh-oh. Besides I the fact, something. yes, that I kept trying to intentionally kind of move away from him. I moved to the left. He moved to the left. I moved to the right. He moved to the right. Now, again, the mutual people that we with kind of squeezed us in the middle. So we was right next to each other instead of sitting across from each other in this little booth. He moving. Basically, he close to me. I give up. He just right there on me. And I don't, I don't know what conversation we was having or what was being said or felt, but we were just talking and all of a sudden he's kissing me on my shoulder. That was at the bar. That was a little later. No, that was I at remember, the VIP booth. I feel like it was at the bar and I do remember leaning over and and uh, nibbling on her shoulder. It was there. It was open. It was just, I don't know. Again, this is totally out of my character. I'm super... I'm having my arms out. It's not a regular thing that I I'm do. I'm super keep to myself don't like rejection so i don't put myself in a position to get rejected too often but like people touching me but her shoulder was like literally looking at me and was like jamal just nibble right here just one little peck one little bite and just see what happens so i did it and you know she kind of looked up at me we locked eyes we continued to conversate and then the uh the the bar, literally they kicked us out of the bar because the bar was closing and we were i wasn't ready to go because i was having a, a great conversation getting to know a beautiful woman and then so we left the bar and we probably stood outside of the bar for another 
30 minutes at least. No, it was probably like an hour and change. So at least an hour just standing outside talking and just, I don't know, just like locking eyes. And I remember before making any other sudden moves, Mm -hmm. she looked at me and she moved in for a kiss. Whatever. It's the (laughs) other way around. Somebody, oh, you cold. Come here, wrap yourself in my shirt. What your little thin ass shirt gonna do? Nothing. But I played along, you know, because she was cute and shit. And she ain't play along. She whatever. was ready. So <laughs> somebody I, I, else kissed me. We locked eyes, and I kind of uh, used my my um, pointer finger and kind of lifted her chin up toward me, where she had to look up at me and gave her a nice little little peck. There wasn't a little peck. The peck turned into a lot more than a peck that got deeper. And and um, I, I used my tongue to explore her mouth a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're so and and um, yeah, the spark kind of flew. And literally from that day forward, we just kind of, I think literally, I think after that kiss, it was one of those moments where it was like, whew, let me um, create space. Um, here's my phone number and I, I don't want to end up going home with you. Um, I think the mutual, the feeling was mutual. Actually, yes. no, actually she wanted me <laughs> to come. There. She wanted me to go home with her or for me to invite her to come home with me. But no. I didn't want to move that fast because I go. felt there were vibes that were mm-hmm. super strong and I didn't want it to end up going in a way that either one of us could have been like we're really strong vibes or it was just we were cool then we ended up going home and did what we did as grown folks but i really didn't want that to come across at all because i was like man these vibes are strong they're really cool we're having great conversation and so i didn't i didn't want that so i i let her go i gave her a kiss I took her number, and we've been in con- we had, we literally have been in constant communication since then. Every day, for the most part, until you know he pisses me off and he ain't fucking with me like that no more. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, the um the stubbornness and the attitudes and the communication that that'll come later in this podcast. But we definitely wanted to make sure that you guys understood that that this love was real. It was one of those things that from the jump, it was just different. And it was just special. It just hit us both in a very different place that we didn't even know existed until that moment we found each other. The word that we used about how everything came together and how the love that we share for each other was was just organic. Everything just flowed naturally. Yeah, and it was uh, from early on uh, a stripping away of this representative we both showed each other who we were right away it was non-judgmental it was bear your soul to me i'm gonna bear mine to you and i'm gonna make space like you said for this person definitely there was there was like like literally our first first date was to a hookah lounge and we had been talking and texting and talking on the phone and i was just like man I remember telling one of my buddies that that works as a teacher, just like, man, everything about her was so cool, so smooth, nothing rushed, forced. It was just like, man, everything was just happening the way it was supposed to or how I felt it should because I don't feel anything that 
that you love or just loves you or just anything in general should be forced or rushed or hard that hard especially not at the beginning if you got to force or push or pull for someone's attention it, I felt that it just wasn't for you or it shouldn't be something you you trying to I don't know convince is for you so this just flows so naturally that I was just like man this is different it, the vibe was different and in our first date we went to the hookah lounge yep. and I had a couple of buddies that came into That's town that were trying that were Ooh, trying to meet so me bad. I had a couple of buddies that were in town that wanted to, to kick it with me and, and, and check me out or whatever because I hadn't seen them in a little while. Date. Man, they hit me up and le- and was like, hey, we in town. Ooh, where you at? I'm like, listen, I'm on a little date right now with, with this uh, pretty little thing. Our first date. And I was like, man, y'all might as well come through and check her out. Y'all can vet her for me. I was like, man, I think she's real cool. She's different. This is something that that I, I, um, I'm enjoying. You know, this is our first date. But... Date. But everything was just going I don't so even know smooth. Your real name yet. Everything was going so smooth. Most people still don't know my real name. Whatever. But everything was just going so smooth that I was like, man, if if the fellas are are feeling her based on the vibes that she give off on top of what I'm 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 experiencing, pff, just rock with it and go from there. And we had already had a very deep, deep, deep conversation on our first date prior to his friends coming about just being open with like here's all my dirt here's who i am here are my fears here are my insecurities deal with it or not but when you're gonna play this game he did the same and so it was like immediately we saw the worst or what we thought was the worst in ourselves laid out on the table and was like take it or leave it this is who i am so i was already in the mode of like fuck you you finna get you finna get tequila and tequila have fun with them. We we literally started everything off by having a like a, a a no judgment zone. So whatever we said, however we felt, thought, felt, whatever the case was, it was just no judgment. This is who I am. This is who I was. This is where I've been. This is what I've been through. Boom, laying it all on the table. If it's something that you can deal with or whatever the case is, here it is. Let's move forward. If it ain't. It's better to get it out now and understand that, you know, we don't want to waste each other's time because time is something you can't get back. And we've been through some shit. We ain't got time for this. But yeah, he invited his friends to our first date. In and, the middle of our first date. In the middle of our first date. And um, a couple years later, we still together. They definitely approved. And it was like, yeah, man, she's super cool. I, I, she, they were like, she, we couldn't even really tell that she was... Not one of the homies, so I'm like, Psh. yeah, they said that a lot. That was much appreciated. So that's kind of how you know the the beginning, the very beginning of Tequila and Jamal's merging of lives and 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 story begins. And we hope this podcast will take you on a journey with us as we merge his life and merge my life. And merge our families into one. Um, learn to be one as a couple and communicate and love a different part of ourselves and each other. I'm, I'm extremely um, blessed and thankful to have this woman in my life. She is, she has 
elevated me to a place that I didn't even know that was humanly possible. She's seen things in me that I didn't see in myself, and that has not stopped since the day we met. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know really what else to say behind that besides, like, I really appreciate and just love everything about this woman because she does make me better. And I think I have allowed you to see things in me that have not made you run and hide and drown. But also you allow me to be me and sometimes sit with that even though it's hard to see. Last thing I wanted was a representative, somebody that wasn't naturally you. I wanted you organically and I wanted you holistically so I knew what I was getting myself into. I didn't want to wait three years and then all of a sudden I'm surprised by who is this person. I don't know who she is. This isn't who I met when I first met her. But you still love all of that. Love everything about you, the, the good, the bad, because it makes you who you are and who the person I fell in love with. And I'm blessed with that. So... Again, like she said, this is this is the love that, that we've created and the bond that we've shared together as we continue to blend our families together, um, our love together, and get better and grow. Um, because one thing we definitely learned is, one thing is for sure, change is constant because every day you're getting better, or you should be, and every day you're growing and maturing. So along with that, maturity of each of each other individually is the maturation of you guys together and we're hoping that um, through our podcast of our love and our growth that you guys that are listening will will see um, everything that we've gone through everything that we've been through and gonna go through and how it can be something positive for you all to take from and and grow and and build and and look and search for love because it's one of the most beautiful things that you'll come across um i didn't see this coming i did not see this coming we had both gotten to a point where we were just like fuck this shit it's i'm about to just be on my own i was trying to live my best whole life it just wasn't working here in madison wisconsin i was just like fuck relationships i'm just about to just be somebody that just works to get himself together for my kids and just move on once they move on and you mentioned the kids and i want to say hopefully you understand this and know this that a huge part of this is for them above all else i want them to be proud and i want them to know what a functional love looks like we both have come from backgrounds and situations with our kids where they didn't see the healthiest forms of love that they now accept to be a norm and I want our love to be an example for them to strive for in their relationships so their kids can see as a norm in the way that we saw dysfunction as a norm that's a little deep but no it's a deep but it, it's something that we're gonna touch on in our um next podcast as we are people that came from single parent homes um and some of the things that we experienced now together and going through are things that we didn't see so it's all new so um this is a definitely um great opportunity and experience for us but for anybody listening that may go through some of the things that we've gone through or going through some of the things we've gone through that You'll be able to take something from this, grow from it, better yourselves, um, and just learn and, and 
and look to us I wouldn't say as role models or gurus but just to see that um, we're not perfect and we're growing but um, the one thing that we definitely have that that holds us together is the love for each other and and wanting the best for each other no matter what right that true friendship that we have that is there um, underlying everything else so please make sure that you guys um, subscribe to our podcast, Our Love. Um, this is something that, that we've been talking about for a while. And I'm glad that we got a chance to go ahead and, and put this episode together with many more to follow. Um, so please make sure to, to tune in, lock in as we dive more into who we are individually, who we're becoming together, and who we're going to be in the future. Yes, and if you have any ideas for any podcasts that you would like us to cover, we probably have a story or two or ten um, about just about everything almost three years in together. Yeah, so um, please, if you get a chance, um, send us an email at our email address, which is... I don't know. We will post it in the comments because I just made it today. See how you throw me on the spot? See, she, she already messing up. It's She's messing up. Our Real Black Love at gmail.com all one word our real black love at gmail.com so if you have topics if you've got topics that you would love for us to hit on i promise you we probably have have experienced them and we are open and, and and willing and ready to to discuss so that way we can get it out there and we can help any and everybody else grow, but actually at the same time grow for ourselves too. So we appreciate you guys listening, subscribe, tune in, ask questions. Don't be afraid. We don't bite. Um, she's naughty. There's another reason that I love her too. So with that being said, until next time. I don't know what to say because this is the first episode, but we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.